0: deplorable nation a podcast where your voices can be heard where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us every one of us matters and everybody has a voice we're going to be bringing you news current events and throw in a lot of humor and then you decide for yourself Hey, hey! welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today is episode number 53, Ritual Rejection. And today I have two special guests on here with me. One has been here before, NY Patriot, and the other is Lux. They are from Occult Rejects. And I want to welcome you guys today to the show. How are you doing?
1: Hey,
2: hey,
0: hey. doing good. You're Very talkative today. <laughs> <laughs> They're sleeping. They're sleeping. No, no, you
2: know, what? I'm, I'm actually still mind blown over, over what just happened to Mitch too. So, <laughs> I'm
0: still like so going, really I just, I just want to say, um, these guys. Uh, Their show is amazing and they go very deep into secret societies, hidden truths, things that you would not know unless you listen to their show or unless you really learn how to research and dig for yourself. It's very time consuming. A lot of times it gets really dark and very deep. And I imagine, gentlemen, that there are times where you have to kind of step away And take a break from what you're looking at and regroup yourself. Yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, I will
2: even say, I mean, you know, sometimes I go on my rants and I get excited. It's because like that too, like I'm looking at this stuff like constantly and trying to like put it together for the show and going back to it, looking at it again, this and that, and it just gets to you after a while.
0: So we've heard NY Patriot's story before. So Lux, tell me a little bit about you, what you were involved in, and how you got there.
1: Okay. So I'm a former member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, uh, which is a secret society slash, uh, I guess you could say, magic school. Um, I kind of grown up as a Christian and really, you know... uh, my family was like really passionate about the church. So we would go like three, four times a week. And um, I guess as I was growing up, I started to see inconsistencies or things that I was like questioning contradictions a bit in the Bible. And um, so I just was curious about, you know, what was it that I didn't know? What was it that could be learned sort of, you know, between the lines. And so I started to really research religion. And uh, I'd always had such a curiosity about religion, I think it's just part of my personality. Um, and so I had started to study other religions beside Christianity, including Buddhism, uh, I had really gotten into uh, Hermeticism. And so, as sort of the evolution began, I eventually reached the point where I wanted to join a secret society, because I felt like it would be much better If instead of me researching these subjects on my own, which you don't know what's true and you don't know what's false, it's better to just let's find a group that has this down pat and they can, you know, more or less guide me step by step when learning magic. So I had already been practicing for a while and um, I had looked through all the different societies, the different groups, learned about them and then. Tried to figure out which ones uh, I thought were authentic because there are some out there that are definitely fake, and um, sort of are are money grabs. I would say uh, is a good word, or you know, they uh, they claim that they have this ancient heritage. Or, you know, they can tra- <laughs> be be traced back to the pyramids of Giza, and it's yeah. it's, like, it's like everyone says it's like
2: it. David Griffin, bro, was that his name from the from the Golden Dawn? What was it? that dave guy from the golden dawn oh yeah yeah david griffith
1: <laughs> yeah so i I, fi- I finally had found um a society that i wanted to join so i put in an application like i said i had already been practicing for a while and um that's how uh the kind of process started
0: so i want you to, i want you guys to explain something to me and in- to the listeners and this is for whichever one of you wants to take it what actually is magic because i think when people think magic they're thinking uh dark evil ritualistic um is that the case or is it something else
1: um magic is a lot of things it's a lot of things um one it's a deep understanding of human psychology. Um, And I would say, the other aspect of magic is that, you know, it's like electricity, you know, it can be used to turn on a light, or it can be used to shock someone. And so it's sort of this, uh, you know, secret science that um, people have been researching for a very, very long time. And I would also say that it's, it's using your will to manifest something into reality and that's just and there's so much more about magic too that's, that's sort of my quick snippet of it
0: so would you say it's kind of like mind control for yourself
1: it can where be.
0: instead of being like uh mk Ultra or like the tavistock institute does to people where you are actually in control of yourself and when you when you work on yourself and, you know, learn to like put forth positive thoughts, positive, you know, vibrations, and you will something into existence. Is that kind of what it's like?
2: Be yeah. Basic form. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, Lux, tell me what exactly
1: is the Golden Dawn? What is it all about? So, the Golden Dawn. Uh, uh, it was founded in um, eighteen eighty eight, and uh, it was, you know, founded by three people, and uh, they were more or less like a school, um, an occult school that you could learn, you know, different different rituals, different magic practices, alchemy, tarot, things like that. And um, one of the really most influential things for the Golden Dawn was the Cipher Manuscript, which was um, just. Sort of like this, it was a cipher that uh, one of the members had gotten, and they deciphered it. And when they did that, they realized that there were rituals in this cipher. And so they were used to, um, used and integrated into the Golden Dawn.
0: That's very interesting.
1: mm -hmm, And as time went on, it's, of course, evolved and changed, but that's at least how it started.
0: So, like, who... Do you have any idea like um, who the founder was or who is somebody really famous
1: from Uh, the Golden Dawn? The one of the well, the primary founder was uh, William Westcott. And I would say the most popular person or the most, you know, uh, like shocking person ever to be in the Golden Dawn was probably Aleister Crowley. So he was an
0: OTO member as well, wasn't he, NY Patriot?
1: Well, he was a Golden
2: Dawn member first, and then he uh, basically shit all over the Golden Dawn and released all their rituals and started practicing it and, uh, and then eventually came in to taking over the OTO, which is another society, secret society.
0: So does the Golden Dawn practice the Gnostic Mass as well?
1: I wouldn't say not the exact same way as New York Patriot practiced it. Uh, I would say it's a, a different form, but roughly.
0: Interesting. So, um, did I you-, think you
2: guys have cakes of light, though? Right? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, do, we don't. We don't have that.
0: that <laughs> for people that missed that last episode, just think. In In Patriot, tell people uh, about our conversation about that. So I don't throw up uh I mean it, it's a it's a
2: mixture of a bunch of different things and uh, in the in the Gnostic mass, there's a priestess, and she's the one who's in charge of making the cakes of light, and that's because when they make them, they uh, have an original mixture supposedly that they will add their menstrual blood to, and then they will bake that down and they add it to another mixture and then bake that.
0: So, I mean, other
2: things too. <laughs> I mean, so,
0: everybody that's going to the Gnostic Mass um, gets eat, their red wings.
2: The light, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, but, for sure.
0: But, okay, no, mm-mm. I'll, I'm going to need a barf bag. That is so gross. And when I was reading about that, and then we talked about that before, I'm like, "Oh, oh, mm-mm, nope. what's even
2: worse is when you don't know, and then you know one day you find out, and then you look at the fucking priestess that are up there, and you and
0: you're like, that elbow and the course. guy next <laughs> to you, and you're like, man, this stuff is good. What is this? And he's like, yeah, actually, menstrual blood.
2: No, <laughs> they taste like <laughs> that." <laughs> They and they use those oh, I too. And I will even admit I used to love those fucking things. If they gave out extras, <laughs> I would have taken them. And then that was before I knew.
0: <laughs> He's got his trunk oh, falling away.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cake of light is is really used as sort of a uh, direct like replacement for what you know the, when the Christians have communion and they have the wine and the and the crackers or whatever variation right. of it. That's more or less what it's symbolizing there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, in a very. Well, you know, I've also the
2: thing too with the blood is that, like, the blood sacrifice also like a, a, a symbol of that, or or needing blood to do magic. It'd be even something that way, you know, blood being involved with magic.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, for sure. There's a lot of, I would say, interesting, powerful properties of blood that the occult is interested in.
0: So. Lux, tell me, like, while you were in it, did you have to perform, like, any kind of weird rituals at all? Um. Or did you see any? And you were like, whoa, Jesus, like, what the hell?
1: Uh, I I would say the initiation was probably a very, uh, it was really shocking to me the first, you know, first time that, uh. I sort of met everyone who I was going to be initiated with. And, you know, I mean, even, even there it started kind of strange because when, even before I got initiated, one of the guys who was higher up had told me, oh, don't worry, we don't, more or less, we don't buck fuck you in the initiation yet.
0: I was and ju- I, I was just going <laughs> to ask, like, were there wieners involved?
1: <laughs> so, like, that was the first thing that, that he's... That, that I had heard that really made me feel uh, really uncomfortable, of course. But I mean, that didn't happen, but there were other weird things that did happen even just during initiation. But
0: so can you talk about any of that?
1: Um, so blindfolded and, uh, driven to an unknown location <laughs> that no one, uh, could know about anybody that even I was involved with, uh, who would like, Cause at the time I had gone with my girlfriend because initiation was going to be out of state. So we had you know gotten like a hotel and stuff and sure enough, yeah, (laughs) uh, she was not allowed to know where I was or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, just driven there. And then I remember, you know, being blindfolded and they, uh, lead you down a series of stairs. And it's at the time too, I was really sick. Like I just, I had like a nasty cold and uh, I remember that didn't help, but it was just this very bizarre, dense feeling in the air. And, um, you know, you got to do the oath and all of that kind of stuff. And I saw is like, even after initiation, there was like a, uh, like sort of like a staging area that I realized later. <laughs> it was like where everyone kept their costumes. I thought that was very bizarre. <laughs> was there a gimp suit? No, not not yet.
0: So, did did you have clothing on?
1: Uh, some clothing on.
0: Did you have pants on? <laughs> no, I did not.
2: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <sighs> was that like was it? See, like was that like the first degree for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, like, there's a Minerva, which is like a sp spe- you know, an honored guest for the OTO. But the first degree, you're getting butt ass naked if you want to continue through it.
1: Yeah. That
0: it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, then uh, I was joking, but yeah, obviously, <laughs> that, I must have hit the nail on the head. That's well, weird. <laughs> and you want
1: to too. Why is it? Why is it that you have to be naked? Because, I mean. Something that i has crossed my mind is what if they just have a camera in that room during exactly. every initiation, you know?
0: Exactly. Mm. Which, you know, would go along with and make sense with um, like how a lot of elites have power over people these days. We're going to re- videotape you and release this to the public Yep. I mean, you know, if it was me and you want to see my stuff, okay, you can see my stuff like that. You can't blackmail me with that because I was born with parts and that's just the way it is. But some people are not comfortable with nudity or, you know, nakedness or whatever. And I could see where they would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'll pay you a million dollars not to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and sort of the 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 more that you progress too I mean the, the stuff more naked it, you get <laughs> well that's great so the more, more exposed thought, right? yeah. for the, for the OTO though I mean they really get into some wild rituals yeah, yeah especially in the higher grades and if you were be if you were recorded during those rituals oh I'm sure
2: you, yep. yep you
1: would pay a lot of money yep
2: yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I even think uh, even with just the first degree with making you have to get naked for the OTO, I felt like uh, it was also a thing to see, like, uh, will you be willing to do this? You know, can we can we push you that far? And then it also um, I had found in myself, it kind of almost gives you camaraderie for everybody else, because you're everybody that's watching you in there has already done it before you. They can't watch a Minerva can't watch a first degree. You know what I'm saying? So they've all been there or, or they're higher up. So you kind of like look at it that way. be like, all right, well, everybody else has done it. So now we all have a thing in common. We all, you know, did this together. And that's like another way of making you start to like the people that you may not have liked prior also. Yeah. Because you feel like you have this bond with them. But yet two weeks ago, I really never liked you at all and hated seeing your face here. And now all of a sudden I'm kind of like, oh, they're not that bad. <laughs> and then that's when the socialism and communism starts to creep into your head.
0: But then you, <laughs> but then you got to be really good friends because you were sphincter buddies.
2: Mm. Yep, that's <laughs> so interesting. The second, second degree, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna say, NY Patriot. You and I have talked before. We did a show before. Oh yeah. yeah. I never asked you that question. What well, the hell did you, you have to do? I I need to know.
2: Well, see, now with ours it was very different. Like you just went to the temple and they had like a specific, you know, for my Minerva, you just went there. That was a specific uh, thing for the day at the temple. People came prior a few hours early to help set it up. You have to get there like an hour or two early. You sign paperwork basically saying they're not liable for you. If you fucking I don't know, whatever, die, have a stroke, who knows, hurt yourself. Uh, and then you sit out there with whoever else is waiting to take it with you because there'll be more than there'll be a few of you. And you just go one at a time. Um, the Minerva really wasn't anything crazy. You just kind of like uh, said that you believed in the book of the law. They gave you a copy. You had some food. There was some music, um, some archaic stuff to sound cool. And uh, just, you know, just kind of like a, a woohoo, you know, whatever. So, um, so did you I have will tell you, though, that I will tell you, though, in the Minerva degree, um, everything that, that is in there, in that temple setup, if you know what the fuck you're looking at, it tells you everything practically all the secrets it's just you would never know so did you have pants on yes for that one you don't have to do anything except for uh read the book well i mean like after you go uh you'll sit down and then you'll eat and they'll bring in the next person and while you're eating they expect you to like read the book of the laws they're doing the other people like and if you stop somebody will like tap you and be like oh no you gotta read they'll Be like dude i've read this fucking thing 20 times before i even came here i gotta read it well-
0: again I I won't ask either one of you about
2: in the first degree you have to get naked. I I won't
0: I won't ask either one of you if you had to do something past your comfort zone unless you want to share that. You can just say yes or no. All right, that's cool. So, did either one of you have to get pushed past your comfort zone?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would have to say just for me that getting naked was, yeah, that was. I mean, I'll admit it. I even walked around with my hands in front of my dick. I wasn't trying to fucking advertise anything. It was, it was an uncomfortability.
0: So, so you weren't uh, comfortable I like doing people the health be health. Of, Like, <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. So, Lux, this question is for you. Um, when was your whoa moment? Like, this
1: is not for me. Like I'm this, I'm out. Um, So one of the primary reasons why I even joined the order in the first place was because I had done a lot of, you know, research into conspiracies and for uh, years and years before I had uh, even attempted to join a secret society. And so I had like learned all about the, you know, these conspiracies, which obviously now we see the things going on around us, they aren't conspiracies, you know, it's just it's like, but anyway, the, the primary reason why I joined was so that I could fight back. I've thought to myself, wow, if these guys who are in power who have, you know, they're practicing the occult, they know all of these, you know, ways to kind of hack the system, then well, shouldn't I? And I had made it very, very, very clear in my application. And prior to initiation, I made it overly clear that there was no way that I was practicing any black magic or gray magic. And I said I was not interested at all in Thelema or Alistair Crowley's work. And I said, you know, that's my biggest apprehension. I don't just I don't want to ever go down that road. And so as time went on, while I was in the order, I thought that they, because they would always talk a lot of shit about Crowley, sort of, you know, in those early days, oh, no, no, we don't, don't worry about that. He left in disgrace. Oh, you know, they kind of put on this facade that they more or less don't like him. And uh, I remember I would look at our documents and I would look at our websites and things like that. And I began to see links to other webs were to other orders and i would see weird you know in my paperwork i would find the name of uh, like another order i was like what in the hell is going on so i like reached out to you know because you have a mentor i reached out and said you know what's up with this i'm starting to see other names uh i thought i was like in the golden dawn not um not this or not that and oh well you know it's just don't worry about it now eventually one day you know it'll be explained And I—that was never good enough for me, and so I started to dig deeper because uh, curiosity. Oh man, it's one of my biggest downfalls. (laughs) (laughs) I think it also really show, right? Yeah, (laughs) I think it really saved me there, though, because I, uh, after doing the research, I figured out that yeah, my secret society had an inner order which so you know you were told about you it wasn't hidden that there was an inner order so if i was working hard enough over all those years i could eventually get into you know the inner order but i began to see that there was an inner order to the inner order that i was not told about and i found their website and all over the website was just crowley and philema there was the book of the law I mean, it was just abundantly clear to me that, oh, shit, this is where it leads. And so that's what uh, initially started my uh, oh, shit, button to go off.
0: So it's kind of like they're all tied together.
1: Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, and especially with the research that we've done now,
2: because I. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even stuff that Luxus came up with on my show when
1: I originally had them on. Cool. Yeah. Connections. I was doing rituals in Masonic lodges. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm in the golden Dawn, but I'm going to Masonic lodges to do rituals. And wait a minute, the Masons are cool with it. Oh shit. Actually, they're very cool with it and friendly when we come. And it's just, it was very weird to me to see that these, that is connected at least to three to four other orders. And now all the research that we've done, honestly, I am more going towards the, the mindset. That I think that they all, might Mm -hmm. connect not the ones who really are kind of fake and whatever that you know just kind of woo-woo bullshit i don't think that they necessarily do but i think that the majority of all important secret societies want it's just like the pyramid that you always see that they all link to each other and it's just it's just one big spider web
0: so this is gonna sound like a a weird question but when i was um doing a lot of research uh, over the last couple of days and I started finding stuff about uh, like the Illuminati and how that was founded and you know who was there and what their vision was which is pretty much what the New World Order vision is it's the same goddamn thing would you say that after all of the shows that you've done together all of the research that you've been into—that it is all basically Illuminati. Do you think that's possible? Where it's like there's one group at the very tip top of that pyramid, and they control everybody else.
1: Yeah, I would say if I would say that they uh, there are people at the top, and then so every secret society underneath of them performs a certain role. Or a a certain job. Some of them are aware that they are connected to other secret societies. Some are unaware. Um, Some people who are in secret societies are kept where they are on purpose. And they never advance because they didn't do or say the right thing that alerted the the people above them that, you know, they were willing to kind of go in a different direction than was initially told to them. But I would absolutely say I think that's true. I agree with
2: that.
0: It's so interesting. There's definitely something
1: at the top
2: for sure.
0: So I want you to tell everybody uh, what you guys have been working on lately and what all you have been exposing because a lot of people, if they don't follow this, if they don't know what's going on, they are not going to understand the way society works today. Mm Mm-hmm. So you guys get into
1: that.
2: Which one do you want to start off with? (laughs) It's up to you, man. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll even go back as far as, you know, uh, and I will say it was probably one of the more fun. Not that none of the things I did with Lux wasn't great. I loved it all. But um, one of the things that I am really actually proud of and uh, is even something we could probably go back to one day to even do like a more of an, an addendum. But the Gateway experience, I thought, was a actually really good way of showing them. The government, first of all, being involved with occult practices, uh, ways that occult practices work, sounds, uh, visions. Um, the government, you know, being involved, like I said, and, uh, and showing things from the CIA and science and scientists and papers wrote. Diagrams and stuff, also referring to stuff in occultism and even the same symbols. Uh, I thought that was great. I honestly, I loved it because it was really uh, showing you where science and, and spirituality connect to magic and how the government was even, you know, looking to use it on us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, the CIA did a very detailed study on the general subject of magic. Mm-hmm. So I always say to people, you know, and I'll say to. Somebody, oh, yeah, well, I, I used to practice magic. And somebody will say, oh, yeah, magic's fake. And that's a very common belief, I think, especially for people on the right. I think that they uh, kind of view it that way, that it might be fake. But I'll tell you that the CIA knows or thinks that it's real. And they mm-hmm. spent oh, millions yeah. of dollars to, to figure it out for sure. Yeah,
0: they had specific projects that were just sp- – To study that yeah well that's what gateway was like they found it
2: they put somebody in there to, to check it out
0: yeah and it's so interesting to me um how all of these uh i'm gonna say elites even though i think that's a shit word uh but all of these people who feel that they have power over everyone else whether it be you know in a Secret Society, an order, a club, an organization, whatever you want to call it. They always marry occult practices and psychology together Absolutely. all the time. Tavistock is so big into that. The CIA, the FBI, um, psychology departments have been experimenting on people with different types of mind control and quote-unquote magic, per se, mm-hmm. for decades. Yep. And it just never stops the the amount of uh, propaganda and and control that they exert over people.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I would say, uh, you know, uh, just to throw on something else that we are really, really proud of is um we just finished up a series uh on so not only okay so the masons
2: <laughs> you almost feel like
1: though you should
2: really just kind of roughly touch over the last two things we put out because they both connect
1: yeah so the <laughs> the masons okay during our research we found out out that masons connect to the shriners and in order for you to become a shriner you must be a thirty-third degree Mason. They eventually changed it to something different, but then so once you're in the Shriners, there are inner orders within the Shriners. And the two that we did a lot of content on was one called the Royal Order of the Jesters, who are oh God. They were first of all, they boiled our blood during the research yeah. because yeah. these these guys, I mean, the whole idea about occultism or doing the great work the inner work is that the more that you do it the, the better of a person you're supposed to be right more patient more kind more loving so why is it then that in the royal order of jesters that they throw all of that out immediately now you can't join the royal order of the jesters you can't even apply the only way you get into the jesters is if you are invited. So it's invite only. And who is it that they invite? Who are the members? Well, they have judges, lawyers, they have police officers, they have sh- heads of sheriff's departments, they have CIA, they have FBI. All, uh, so yeah, very, very...
2: People. I mean, they, they got everybody for everything.
1: Yeah, very important people. And so you know, you can see then how they're able to control so much of society and, and who gets put away and who gets let off or, you know, who the police investigate and who they don't. So that was really eye opening. But then to see that they are, were, they were convicted of human trafficking in multiple countries. And it's, I mean, we just lay it all out. They, these guys are depraved, disgusting. You know, we've got everything from their, their, uh, they're like Instagram and their Twitter is just, oh, it, it's, it's free agreements, court documents and everything, too. Right. Like yeah. we're we're not saying we're not trying to plug our own show. But seriously, people have, totally should look into this because it's really, really crazy.
0: Right. That that show was amazing. He's been sharing some of the research with me uh, just so I can look at it. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I got to take a break and walk away for a little bit because <laughs> it's one of those where it made me feel physically ill. And yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, this, this shit is disgusting.
2: But <laughs> That's why I was so aggravated once we got to the order of quatsicodal.
0: Yeah. From
2: that, and then all this other stuff were coming across. I so, uh, I, r- I, r- I ranted.
0: <laughs> so you need to talk about that as well because that was mind blowing. So in well, my Patriot, there's uh, now Put your two cents in there. Well, now the Shriners, uh,
2: they have the inner order, which that you could be is the jesters, the Royal order of the jesters. And then they have another one called the order of Quetzalcoatl. Um, they pretty much it's an order, another one where you can only be invited. You cannot apply, uh, they go to the pyramid every year. Um, they walk the pyramid. They do their uh, initiation at the pyramid. And this pyramid was like a uh, pyramid built for, I guess, like in dedication to the plum serpent, Quetzalcoatl. Uh, It had child sacrifice done there and everything, um, stuff with blood. Uh, so that's, you know, Quetzalcoatl. So basically the order of Quetzalcoatl. that is their God. That is, you know, one of them. Uh, and Eventually digging into them, um, we found out that they also assist the Shriners with transporting children supposedly to hospitals and stuff. Uh, they are like the ones that kind of are in charge of, uh, the transportation and I guess the fleet, if they have one, I don't know, but we have pictures of them with their vans saying dedicated by the Q and the Shriners and it's Shriner transport, transportation vans. Uh, we started digging into it deeper, and we started running certain, uh, you know, sites and through the Wayback Machine, and you know, looking at older sites and all the things that they're connected to. Uh, we eventually found a uh, site in 2001, a porn site that was owned by. Uh, it was a, they at least had admitted that they were a shriner, uh and their other stuff. Um, it was a suspected person of Quetzalcoatl, uh, but they admit to being a Shriner on like a different website. So we at least have that. You know, if you don't, if you want to argue, well, it wasn't Quetzalcoatl but okay, the guy is admitting to his Shriner and there's plenty of info about that. Uh, he had a porn site <clears throat> that had um, a link to child pornography. Uh, he had a porn site that also had a link to a uh, site called Cozy Frog. And now this, I'm looking at this back in 2001. And when you go to Cozy Frog, it is fucking Pepe. There's tons of cozy shit, tons of cozy links, all these other cozy sites. You got frogs. You got you know pornographic uh, cartoons with a frog. You know, so so now we we have Pepe. We know that that was a psyop. You know, and that was orchestrated by Quetzalcoatl, or so you know, at least a Mason link. And then when you go to Quetzalcoatl's Q7 Lodge, and you go back to I forgot the exact date, um, you come across their site, their Quetzalcoatl site. All of a sudden, just changes. To like a picture and it says the Q7 Lodge, it has a triangle, you know, of course, another occult symbol and tells you that this has changed to the number seven company and Quirk Solutions. You look up the number seven company, you don't see much. You see a little bit. Um, They have like maybe one video out. They're very vague, but they sound like they are uh, involved with making sure things get done for companies that want stuff to get done. Uh, There's also one part in the video where the guy goes and makes a specific hand symbol that my opinion is very occult, can reference back to the Abyss, or even reference back to the Snake Mouth, which would be Quatricotl. Uh They just focus in on that for a few seconds and just show you that. So I thought maybe that might have been something. So now I go and look at Quirk Solutions, and uh, that takes you basically to a straight-up uh, PSYOP uh, company. I mean, they even talk about wargaming. Uh, they even show you the red team and the blue team. Uh, they even say it's not the plan that counts; it's, it's something else. I forgot exactly what it was, but I mean, you can totally see that. Uh, there's plenty of references to uh QAnon, um, associated with them now. You know, and then we we dug into other things, other situation. Uh, <laughs> bands that were associated with Shriners and, you know, inner circles of other things, uh, other internet entities um, that we would have liked to have dug into more. It's just, they were actually more of a, I found them to be more of a threat than some of the things we came across. Uh, But like an internet presence with like hacking and trying to push an idea. Um, I mean, we even found connections to the Rothschilds too.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. The Rothschilds, they fund and, uh, they fund the what they call the Feast of Fire. It's the annual initiation that New York Patriot was just talking about. They have a flyer that has a list of all of its sponsors, as if it's like a it's like a, a like a band coming into town. It's weird the way that they advertise this. Yeah. But, so it's got all of these different sponsors, and one of them is the Rothschild Foundation. And it's not just one time that they funded this; they funded it dozens and dozens of times and i mean it's just it's just again more of the spider web because then you see the other companies that are advertised on this flyer and what are they involved with they are involved with changing the public perception of black lives matter Mm -hmm. and so you push covid real hard too yeah yeah covid thing i was like yo what the hell right So you can see that they sort of have their, you know, their, their uh, little tentacles involved in everything. And they really are interested in the psychological operations aspect of all of this. And uh, I mean, we go into it really hard into the uh, in the series, but it's it's very, very clear that, uh, you know, psychological operations are being done against the public.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it was quite obvious that we saw like, I mean, there's even so many other things I mean, we can go on to. But to me, when you get done watching the whole video, when you see everything that's involved, some of the people in the last episode or two that we're pointing at and things about them. To me, my whole opinion about QAnon now is that they're the ones doing the stuff that they're telling you they're coming to save you from. They are the ones who are doing the fucked up sick shit that they're telling the people they're going to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's all a part of magic. We're going to tell you the truth and then pepper it with some lies. And if you catch the lies, that's okay. Now we can still continue to do what we do and get no harm. Because we told you, you're just too stupid to see it.
1: Yeah. And then, then if you take a look, for example, uh, let's say 8chan. Yeah,
2: I was, yeah oh, please. Yeah, go into that because I think that's a good point.
1: So 8chan where uh, well first the very first couple of posts for QAnon were on 4chan then it moved to 8chan and so you would think all right well who owns 8chan and it's this guy by the name of Jim or James Watkins Uh, Watkins was found to be behind one of the major information dumps that uh, was for QAnon I mean, literally his IP is, is traced to that dump. And, uh, that was the work, uh, the guy who figured that out, his name is Brennan. So there's just all of this really crazy stuff around Jim Watkins. He, you know, was, he was formerly in the military and then what did he do after he got out of the military? Oh, he just moved to Japan and was the very first guy to put servers, uh, up for Japanese porn to import it to the United States. So the first time that Japanese porn was ever, you know, uploaded to the United States, all of that was Watkins. And, uh, it's not just regular pornography. Everything has this bizarre, dark, weird, uh, underage twist to it. Like they allude to it constantly. And then he, uh, eventually moved to the Philippines where the age of consent is, what is it, 12 or 14?
2: Yeah, it's like 12 or yeah, 14. Right. And also remember, though, until
1: not too long ago, child pornography was legal in Japan. Exactly. Yeah, right. So before 2014, uh, underage or, you know, child porn was allowed in Japan. So you have to wonder why is it that Watkins was so interested in being the first guy, you know, to import Japanese pornography. Um you know, more or less, you just, I mean, we lay it all out. You can see that, uh, Watkins is, is pictured with a, uh, with a Q pin on his lapel during his, uh, was it like the house committee or whatever, where he was, they were asking him about what was on his site and he's, you can even find pictures of Watkins with the Q shaman that was there on the January 6th quote unquote insurrection. Yeah.
2: Well, like, ritual. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just the, the links are so undeniable. I mean, it's great. It's and they even did a test run about QAnon before it. They did something called Cicada 3301, which was oh, the- Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. It was, it was the test bed for Q.
2: Oh, by far, yeah. There's a lot of commonalities between those two. You know, and, and another thing I want to mention, you know, and this is exactly what I said on our own show. You mean to tell me this This dude, whoever this person is behind a curtain, has no idea whose website they're dumping their stuff on? You have no idea what this person is into? You're the one pointing fingers at all this sexual shit, but you have no idea the person's site you're on it does it himself? Get the fuck out of here. Come on. You can't be yeah. this stupid to believe this shit.
0: And see, for me, um, I have a couple takeaways from from this conversation. Number one, um, you should never live and die by something, somebody anonymous post number one, if it makes you go research shit yourself, great for you. Uh, yes, yes. But like, if they're your right, God, right. if they're your God, that's a problem. Um, if they're your savior, that's a problem. You should never put that much faith in anyone ever or anything, any entity. Um, and number two, I just wanna say, with all of these shady organizations that you guys have covered and dug into, with all of the court documents and all of the details and every piece of uh documentation and research and whatnot that you guys have. Do you know what frightens the shit out of me? Is that these People are always hooked to a children's charity um, or a child's home or a child's hospital, (laughs) children's research hospitals. Uh, I had to take my daughter to a Shriners hospital at one point in time, and we were so fucking creeped out. And the doctor was such an asshole. And anybody that knows me knows I really have a hard time being quiet um, when you get under my skin. And so uh, I told the doctor off, I told the nurse off, and everybody else that was in my pathway getting out of the hospital, we left And they kept calling and like, oh, bring her back, whatever. Or we're going to, you know, like when we were there, we're going to take your child down to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, not without me or not. Because no, she's too young and no, you're not. And like you, as a parent, you have got to stand up for your kids. And, you know, Just like being a keyboard warrior is not enough. You actually have to grow some balls and uh, get a spinal cord because if you let them, they will definitely take advantage. That is why they are involved in children's everything, children's research, children's hospitals, children's, you know, uh, educational services, children's whatever foundations look at the you know the kids that were kidnapped in haiti and then hillary clinton's own person was caught smuggling kids out of haiti and then the the motherfucker walked and she's put in charge of fucking amber alert
1: system right yeah hello hello yeah yeah, and we even found a doctor, right? So one of the doctors that had worked at, well, I think he might even still be working at the Shriner Hospital based on the, the last time that I saw it, but he was caught drawing smiley faces on the genitals of children while they were under anesthetics. I can not believe that. they He was caught carving his initials into the skull of a child. Mm-mm. And then the, uh, the the hospital said, "Oh, because people got really pissed. obviously, parents got pissed about it. They started this whole thing, and what did the uh, what did the governing body do of the of like the supervisors for that hospital? They said, "Oh no, we have got to keep this guy," and said that he was one of the most valuable members of their team mm-hmm. That's it.
2: Insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we even have something else coming out. It's not going to be a huge series, probably about two episodes. But I mean, this is even another it's, a, you know, another order that's inside the Masons that's associated with the school, uh, a campground. And uh, I mean, he even has its own fucking town.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are the what are the schools for? Though They're not for kids that, you know, don't want to attend public school. They're for kids who don't have parents.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. or kids with disabilities they're yep. real good at those kind of things too.
2: Yeah, And and into just to put a little plug in um in case your listeners think this might be interesting. Uh there w- there will be a serial killer involved with this order also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, sweet.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And probably honestly one of the most oh, one of the worst one of the one worst. Of the worst. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: And, and and it almost kind of goes along with the other shit we've been covering. Once you see who it is, you're
0: like, yep. oh, of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, dude, I totally know who you're talking about. <laughs> I totally know, and I'm not gonna spoil it. But he's a fucked up dude. <laughs> yeah, I am super into um, like forensic shows and and serial killer stuff, just because. Um, the human psyche is fascinating oh, to of me. Of course, yeah. Well, I understand. Um, but yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about because I've seen lots of different um shows and series and uh <laughs> stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, and and another thing that we found during that research is not only was this serial killer involved with a secret society, but he was also a predominant Uh, guy in what was called the Uh jc's and i I had never really heard of the jc's but they Uh researched them they're like a democrat (laughs) it's like a democrat uh, pretty much like a um it's like a volunteer effort that you give time and you know resources
0: and he was a known person quote quote quote, charity organization
1: (laughs) for for the democratic party yeah
0: (laughs) yeah That's going to be a super interesting Show and I cannot wait to listen To that So tying that
2: Yeah I'll leave it out I don't want to keep going on about
0: it So (laughs) tying all of this Into like modern Day like Obviously like you said There's orders within orders within Orders and they're Picking all of these people that Can basically cover their ass Yeah that's why a lot of People, you know, caught with, you know, having sex with a baby or whatnot, they get like maybe a month of jail time and that's it. Um. So, but what kind of money do you think is behind this? Besides the Rothschilds, do you see like other gigantic uh, banking families and stuff like that, like pouring money into these things to get the outcomes they want?
2: Hmm. I mean, I mean, we saw the Rothschilds investing into the Feast of Fire. I mean, that's fucking huge, right? Uh, and I mean, one one different thing that I, I even, that me and Lux noticed, and I I found very interesting when we covered those last few uh you know orders like the Jesters and the Shriners and the Quadzicor. You really did not see um you know because that you can go look them up because they all have some sort of uh tax break. You can look them up online and actually see their numbers or at least what they're claiming, you know. Um, They didn't have much. But then this other one that we went into had like, I was blown away, like hundred millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the one. what the
2: fuck these people are loaded.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the one who is more in the public eye, the one that is much more common. You hear about the Shriner hospitals and you hear about that all the time. Right. Well, it's almost like they it, – it, it seems that you could transfer money from one order to another uh, yeah, order. Right.
2: Yeah, looking mm-hmm. at the numbers, I guarantee you they funnel it within each other. They,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because the one that has all the money doesn't make sense. There's no way. There's, they don't hardly have any members at all. Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> Yeah, like the Shriners are like rich people. Like, you know, a lot of them are like rich people. And like, you mean to tell me like this other one that people are going to be like, I never even heard of this. So like, oh, I thought that was just, you know, on the Flintstones. Uh, (laughs) How do you have like a hundred million dollars? Like it just blew my mind. And that was just one of them that I was looking at.
1: Yep. So it's, it does seem that they raise a lot of money, especially when you can entice the public into giving it for children's hospitals and charities and events like that. And so uh, I'm sure that you know the predominant members, the really, you know, loaded members for these orders. They certainly help out uh, yeah, with what I mean, they need, what they need to get done. But a lot of it, I would also say, is it's our money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, and- I was going to say just real
2: quick, just because now I remember, uh, I remember telling Lux because I was just like, I can't believe how much money is here. I remember now after taking everything, I don't remember how many there was, but seeing how many of the lodges there were and then taking an average of how much money they all had and just multiplied that real quick. That was over a billion dollars. I was just like, who, in, who are these people? Yeah. Well,
0: and I was just going to say that um, since all of these things are tied together and, you know, um, like a lot of people know about the council on foreign affairs or uh, the Bilderberg group, whatever. Um. When you get into the Tavistock Institute, and I know I brought that up a couple of times, but um, these are people who f- who fund the Tavistock Institute. We have some of the same players that also were involved in the Federal Reserve and the medical community setting up the CIA. Um, you name it, you've got it. You've got the J.P. Morgan. Uh, you got the Rockefellers. you got the Rothschilds. you got the British royal family. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Schiff family. Schiffer brains, old pencil neck, uh, goober dork himself, because his family is a very wealthy banking family um, from the UK. And they have been funneling tons of money. Into everything, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh Schiff is a shady fuck because he has a lot of dealings with BlackRock, who is buying up not only your arms deals and selling them uh to terrorist countries, and that's been documented. But now we have BlackRock buying up all of the property, all of the residential housing, uh things of that nature. All of this shit ties together, people. Yep. In one and, pretty little package. And you got uh, your banking, your medical, your housing, your science. <clears throat> Hello, believe the science community. <laughs> you have your orders, you have children's hospitals, you have the education system, literally everything.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, you know, that's impossible. How could they run everything? Because a lot of times we think, oh, secret societies. It's like the same way that you see it in, um, uh, what was that movie we were just talking about at New York Patriot? Eyes, wide, Eyes shut. wide Shut. Yeah, a lot of people think it's like that, where it's just like maybe a handful of people meeting every night. Na- no. What was it? The jesters themselves, which we've never heard of, like a lot of people would never heard of them, have what, over 200,000 members mm-hmm. worldwide. So when you deploy 200,000 people across the globe, you can probably get a lot done. And that's just one order.
0: And that's scary because these people are not only involved here. They're involved globally. Uh, and so. You, you know, uh, really, they, I'm sorry. Go. Go, no, go ahead. That's really what you're saying.
2: Globally. Now there was things that we came across that I had told Lux, I said, I assumed it was probably uh, money laundering where we, you know, when we were doing stuff with like Quatsikotal and I don't know if it was so much with the jesters though, we would find uh, 30 businesses attached to one address and most all at the same time, or like five of them all pop up within the same two days. And I was like, you know, it is, you know, or like then these businesses are attached to all these other ones. And I was starting to tell him, I said, I said, the thing is that most of it's probably money laundering. I said, but the scary thing is, is that a lot of these companies probably do exist. And we just don't realize how many mm-hmm. places that we deal with that are really involved with this somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's actually more scary than to think like, Oh, it's just money laundering. These companies might actually exist and are just there to
0: pump money to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, it is global because if you look at uh the world economic forum and their plans for us and how you know they've got this <clears throat> globalcitizen.org or getvaccineanswers.org or you know uh sustainableplanet.org or whatever <laughs> horseshit, all the all the motherfucking crap that they push <laughs> It is literally all the same end goal, one world government, one world court, uh, one world religion, one world language, uh, one world everything. And if you don't bow down and kiss the butt of or butts, I should say sphincters of the people who are in charge globally, then they will ruin your business and they will ruin you period. And that's what their goal is. And it's not going to be until people get educated and get fucking pissed about the shit that they're doing to us on a personal level and fight back that things are going to change.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly, that's really why we decided to do you know, what we're doing. And uh, something that I think is really shocking. Okay. This one, even it's hard to shock me, but this one sent a chill down my spine. Okay. So all of your listeners should go right now to a website. You can even go to it if you want. Uh, it's called Illuminati. The Illuminati ball. Yeah, oh yeah. Sorry. The, yeah. The Illuminati ball.com. Again, it's called the Illuminati com. Now, you can't screenshot anything from uh, that website. Like we can't, we couldn't actually show the pictures on our website or on our podcast of the website because they say if you, they will prosecute you like ASAP and that you can tell that they're serious about it because it's just the whole tone of the way that they word it is just super creepy. But anyway, the Illuminati What happens when you get to that website? Well, you realize first of all, that it's put on by the Rothschilds in New York once it's like annually or something. I don't know. But the pictures of this Illuminati ball, they have them all over their website. So the Rothschilds are funding this ball. And what do you do? What, what happens when you get there? Well, you're blindfolded. Your cell phone's taken away. It's all of these pictures of just bizarre people dressed up in masks and black clothes. Eating blindfolded. Yeah, you got to eat blindfolded. There's like sex all over this page. Um, it's is very the She's walking is around the, with
0: breast pumps on with a cow mask? Yeah, is it? It's the one where they have like the people cakes and stuff like that too, or the like the I head centerpieces.
2: But for some reason, I could see that like that spirit cooking crap going on there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then when, what do you ha- what happens when you get to the very last page? Well. It takes you to a it takes you to this description of the Georgia guidestones. So mm. it, so, and it has a picture of the Georgia guidestones, talking all about it. So, for listeners who might not know, there's a there's a bunch of these. It's like a uh, a monument or something that was erected in Georgia. It's just these four giant stone tablets with one giant stone tablet on top. And it was erected relatively unnoticed, kind of overnight. People didn't know who funded it or how it even got there. And these are huge slabs of stone. Like this isn't just some little, you know, it's massive. And what it has on these stones is the description of where they want to take society, where they want to push the world towards. And what does it say on the stones? says to reduce the world's population to what was it five 500 five hundred
0: million, million so yeah five hundred like. yeah.
1: million and then and to be and why are you doing that to be in perpetual balance with nature ah so so you can kind of see where the global warming shit comes mm, from no. now <laughs> because you know they they these societies view us as underlings they view us as slaves they view right. us as, as something to pests who are just consumers to be eradicated, and the faster we get our minds wrapped around that, the better we will be because we gotta we have to fight back against this.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna liken that to um, the fetish community for other people of different mindsets. So you can get this. Um, they are the masters, and you are the sub. Um, so they will dominate you. You will live only to serve them and to serve uh, not only to give them whatever their basic needs are, but to give them their sexual needs and to give them any perverse need that they may have above what is normally required of you. And you will do that and you will like it and you will appreciate it because they're allowing you to do so. That is their goal. That's their end goal. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was gross. But yeah. some people, that's the way you got to put it.
1: No, well, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we're trying to, you know, Paul Revere all of this shit, because it's like, you know, the the, the goal is so twisted. It is so disgusting. And the, the faster the, the public gets this information, the better. You don't have to believe me. You don't right. have to believe the occult rejects. Go to the website yourself. Go take a look because this is their plan, whether you like it or you believe it or not. Right. <laughs> like, it's just that simple. Yeah, we
2: show you where, and, where everything came from. I, you know, it's not just we don't say anything without showing you proof on the screen.
0: And if they if they tell you on their website that they will prosecute you, you better fucking believe it. Mm-hmm. With the amount of people that they have in politics and police, the judges, the lawyers, you better believe that they would prosecute you. Without a doubt yep. Just saying yep. So gentlemen's Final words for y'all Oh, <laughs> oh, oh we- my god Speechless I know right <laughs> I was like where
2: should I go with this I-
0: Whoa. <laughs> My own show or- Okay not really, <laughs> not really Final words not last words How about parting words From today's show <laughs> Um, let's clarify I would, I would that.
2: Like, I would like to say, you know, from the things that we spoke about, uh, you know, we spoke about, you know, especially when we you know, go on with the QAnon uh, thing with being a PSYOP, it, it's not because, uh, we're not saying that because we want people to believe, um, us and say that we have the answers, you know, uh, that's not what our show is about. It's not for you to follow us, uh, like, you know, put us on a pedestal and follow us like gods or preachers. That's not it at all. Um, we just want people to see the shit for themselves, you know, see what's really going on and uh, to learn, you know, for themselves and to find the answer within themselves also. You know, so which I just right. want to put that out there. We're, we're, we're not like um trying to uh, hijack a, a psyop and then uh, spin our own answer. You know what I'm saying? This isn't about money. This isn't about like trying to get fans to believe our bullshit. We're putting stuff out there to whole people just open up their eyes and see it for themselves.
0: Yeah. And it's about research.
2: Yes. Yes. And
0: these two do really in-depth research and have documents to back it up. So anybody that may get mad that is a Q follower and you don't understand why somebody could not believe in Q. These are the things, these are the reasons why. Yeah. Um, because of documentation, because of actual uh legitimate court cases and stuff that you can find regarding this, um, and regarding people that are involved, just saying. Yeah. So and don't get your panties in a it, wad. It, it,
2: and and we're not even saying this this is all right. If Q didn't create people to have this uh, idea that somebody is going to save them, I would not have the problem. That is right. the issue with us. There was a lot now of stuff gonna that, save you. that is, that is very real and very true. We're not knocking that, but the idea to give you that something's going on behind the scenes, saving you and making you a submissive sheep. And really, if you look at it, you're just as much as the left is now. You're just kneeling to QAnon where the left kneels to the government. But then again, QAnon is military, QAnon is government. So you're both kneeling to the government in a different way. It's bullshit. That's that's what it's meant to do.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you look at it, take a look at the sixth. There was a woman who was arrested. Her name was Emily Rainey. And she was out of uh, the I think uh, maybe the I don't know. But she it was a psychological operations unit out of Fort is either Fort Dietrich or Fort Bragg. And she was caught on that day there. And then, of course, you know, she she doesn't get in trouble or whatever. And she resigns. And so they try to make it seem like there was nobody there involved with psychological operations when there was. And like New York Patriots said, we don't say this stuff to sound, you know, like we know everything because I was doing the same thing in 2016. I'll be honest with you, I was retweeting Q stuff. I was all about it because I thought, well, this he was saying all the right things. And you shouldn't feel bad about yourself or we are not attacking you when we talk about Q because, you know, we were there too. And it's not that we want you to feel stupid because the amount of money that these people are pu- are pushing behind these psychological operations, they've been doing it for decades. They know how to execute these things perfectly in one fell swoop. Now anything that is considered conspiracy is directly tied to QAnon. So anything now, it's like the new term for conspiracy. And now that will lead, oh, so you're a QAnon guy? Oh, does that mean you're an insurrectionist? Oh, are you a domestic terrorist? See how they tie everybody together into this one camp now with one psychological operation and discredit every other conspiracy that's actually true that Q was talking about all at the same time. Hey. So it's, it's, it's like a glorious, the perfect psychological operation.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even put it this way, and I don't, I'm not going to keep them dragging at all, but I mean, you've heard of, um, I mean, they tell you constantly, oh, behind the scenes, the patriots are in control, the deep state's going down. People believe people are in jail. People believe that they've been hung. Now, it would seem that uh even though you can't see it, everything's okay, everything's going away, the deep state is going to fail, everything's going to be nice. That reminds me so much of the saying, what's the greatest trick the devil ever did? It was to make you believe he didn't exist.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: exactly what they're doing. They're making you think these bad things are going away. Somebody's defeating them, they don't exist, and all it's doing is growing worse and worse and worse because you believe in this fairy tale.
0: And, you know, you're 100% right in that. And here's the thing. Nobody is here to save you in this lifetime on this planet besides yourself and we, can and all- whatever higher power you believe in. Yep. And the only thing that we can do is number 1 investigate research use critical thinking and and look the stuff up get the word out to others other people it's like contagious a knowledge virus is contagious and so <laughs> the more information that you soak up and you share with others the more those people are going to do the same and it spreads and it spreads and it spreads. That is way more dangerous to their quote society than any quote fake pandemic. Yes, I said it fake pandemic uh, that they could ever come up with. Knowledge is going to be the thing that destroys them and if you keep pushing forward and you keep learning and you keep spreading the word, that is how we regain control for ourselves. You cannot rely on somebody else to swoop in on a white horse or as a white knight and do it for you. Get off your lazy haunches and do something. Honest to God.
1: Yeah. And I Mike, there's one thing one thing i would say definitely in closing is that you know they want to create this environment of fear okay that is one of the biggest parts of the pl- the plan is right. to create so much fear and chaos and you you see it's obviously working around us and the only way that we get out of this is to stop being afraid and right. to organize yeah. each other organize with each other You know, if we want to see conservative values continue on, the only way that they're going to continue on is if we fight for them. And that happens in a lot of different ways. But the first way that it starts is by organizing. And instead of just waiting for someone to kind of come and fix it all, we should be, you know, uh, starting communities that are are figuring out uh, you know, how to organize on a, a state, local level to elect people that are, you know, representing your views. And that they actually are who they say they are, because ninety nine percent of these guys in office are all involved in secret societies, and they all have each other's back. So that's how it starts.
0: Right. Agreed. So, gentlemen, where can they find you at?
1: what's. Oh, they can find us at uh, Bitshoot. We're on Bitshoots. One of uh, it's a great platform. Uh, we upload there. I would say probably most, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where most of our viewers come from. And we have Rumble.
1: Yeah, so we're on bit Shoot, the Occult Rejects. Uh, you can find us there or on Rumble. We have content, one library, um, and we have a website that's being built now. Mm. And um, am I missing anything? Uh, we have Gab TV.
2: Yep um and we also well we are also on our uh, spotify anchor apple you know regular podcasts um you can listen to it but some of the stuff i mean you'll get the full effect if you can actually watch it but it's yeah. there and available
1: to listen to also and i know that he doesn't really like me to plug his personal stuff one podcast <laughs> but you can find his only fans as well <laughs> at at it's the uh Big Dong New York Patriot <laughs> at onlyfans.com.
2: Oh my god.
1: Now, trust yeah. me, you trust me, you're not I gonna be seeing his swimming. face there either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's how I bought my, my roadcast Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: priceless, Lux. Yeah.
2: yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah.
0: That was a joke for folks who are yeah. rushing out to look that shit up right <laughs>
2: now. <laughs> you know, there's no videos of me making a clap.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> NY Patriot, we know you have your own show too plug oh, yeah. that. Where can they find you at?
2: Uh the NY Patriot, I am on uh Bit Shoot also. Um still I'm still on YouTube. I don't know how that's happened. I mean, me and Lux then again, me and Lux put out are the you sh- a up? Yeah, <laughs> me and Lux put out the Shriner series. Two days later, they just banned. Was no, no warning, nothing. They just banned us on YouTube. Yep. Um, so I saw
0: we got a Shriner, obviously, <laughs> and uh, yeah, on the board there. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah,
2: but um, I'm on YouTube, bitch shoot, and uh, I'm on Rumble also. And uh, I even put on my page on Pilled. I even put up uh, the occult rejects. Also, I have an account on that. Pill. So, do
0: you guys have Instagram, Twitter? or Oh, I have like Instagram.
2: That? And we have Twitter, yes. Yeah. My uh, Patriot has Instagram and the cult rejects. We're on Twitter. You can contact us on either one if you want to try to book us, talk to us, tell us to go fuck off or whatever. You can hit us up there.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. And don't be searching for that OnlyFans, ladies, <laughs> because it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, it's actually under NY Dong, long. long, duck, long. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that, ladies. You're just gonna have to wait for a personal uh IG message. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, for me, for NY Patriot and for Lux, we love you. This was a brilliant yeah. episode. Loved it. We're silly, we're crazy, but it was amazing information. Go check them out, follow them, like retweet subscribe download share that shit everywhere so uh, for all of us we'll see you next time have a good one later
1: see you